Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. In your Bibles this morning, you can turn to the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke chapter 17. We have been, we've begun to look into the Word of God, kind of say it like this, kind of how I see it. We're building a house of faith, everybody say a house of faith. We came in with the teaching of the principles of faith in order to build the framework Now we're teaching on faith in action in order to put all of the different things on the framework. Amen. To put the roof on, to put the siding on, to put the communication system in, to put all, everything that we need into the subject of faith so that faith will not become, will not be an effort on your part. Faith will be your lifestyle. We saw, first of all, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Everybody say the word of God. We saw a primary way of faith being released, or the primary way of faith being released was through confession. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Always speak life. Everybody say, speak life. Say it again. Say it one more time. Always speak life over your life. Amen. Don't speak death into any situation of your life. Also, we looked at, once you believe in your heart, once you confess with your mouth, you're going to have to act on the Word of God. Amen. How do you do that? Wait on the Lord. The Lord will tell you what you need to do. Then we talked about standing. Having done all, stand. Then we talked about rejoicing. Believing that receive and testifying of the good things that God has done. Now we're looking at these these stories that took place in the Gospels of individuals that received great miracles from Jesus. We've also determined... That if we as God's people can respond to the word of God, the way the people in the Bible responded to Jesus, we'll get the same results and even greater. Amen. Remember the accessibility subject we discussed. How people tend to think, oh, if only Jesus were here. If Jesus would stop by Island Church this morning and lay his hands on me, I'd be healed. Well, listen, if you don't have faith to believe the word, what makes you think you got faith to believe if Jesus would walk into the, into the church physically? Don't give many amens on that one, do we? But it's the truth. If you don't have faith to believe the word, because the same faith to believe the word is the same faith that they used to get the miracle that they needed. Amen? Now notice here in verse, let's begin in verse 11. I like this story. This is a good story. Let me read, and we'll read through it and we'll come back and look at it. It says, it came to pass as he, we know he is Jesus, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? Everybody say, ten cleansed. But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Now here's that phrase again. Here's that phrase again. Arise, go thy way. Thy faith 
hath made thee whole. Now we know that it was the power of God in Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Ghost, that anointing which he received, the ministry of John the Baptist in the Jordan River, where the Spirit of God came on and says in John chapter 3, without measure. That healing virtue or that healing power was released through Jesus into these ten lepers and they were healed. Do you agree with that? But now Jesus identifying what it was that was in that man made the statement, this is the third time we've seen it, thy faith has made thee whole. So Jesus is doing what? Identifying what those men possessed. What the nine possessed to be cleansed and healed and what the one possessed to be healed, cleansed, and made whole. Are you with me this morning? So what was it? Faith. Simple, believing God, faith. Now we know they had faith. Let's look again. First of all, it says they, they, he entered into a certain village. There made him ten men, which were lepers, which stood afar off. Well, the law of the leper. Everybody say the law of the leper. Back in that day, if you had leprosy, they, con they consider it a contagious disease. Actually, today, they've done more research and more study on leprosy, leprosy and very uh, few of the different leprosies are contagious. Most leprosy is what they call dry leprosy, and it is not contagious. But they thought every leprosy, because leprosy they considered to be a curse from God, they thought all leprosy was contagious back then. So if you had leprosy, you literally lived outside the city in the garbage dump. That's where your life doesn't matter how rich you were, doesn't matter how poor you were, doesn't matter what you had before you had leprosy. Once you got leprosy, you were banned. That was it. You were outside the city. So coming into the village, outside of the village, 10 men begin to cry out. Now notice what they said. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Well, they had a revelation that Jesus was, he was, is, and forever will be the master. Isn't that good news? Jesus is the master. And they begin to cry out, have what? We've seen it several times. Have mercy on us. Dispense unto us God's mercy or stop from happening to us what should happen to us as the natural course of life proceeds for those who have leprosy. Stop that. Have mercy on us. Now notice they're not thinking it. They're not thinking it in their mind. They're not hoping it in their heart. They're speaking it with their mouth. If they're a long way off, they're probably hollering, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Amen. So we see there's two principles right there. The first two principles that we uh, talked about when we talked about the principles of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They recognize he was the master. He was the dispenser of God's mercy. Someone had told them about Jesus. Based on what they told them, whatever, whatever was told them dropped into their heart, was released through their mouth. Amen. And they got the attention of Jesus. Now notice this. Lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, everybody say, saw them. Jesus sees you, whatever place you're in in life, no matter what you're going through, Jesus knows what you're going through. When he saw them, now notice what he says. He said unto them, go show yourself unto the priest. Now, why would Jesus say that? 
because he was operating still under Levitical law. He did not come to do away with the law. He came to complete the law. There were times when Jesus stepped across the dispensational line. We saw that Wednesday night when we studied the Syrophoenician woman or the woman from Cana who came on behalf of her daughter that was possessed of a devil. She got a miracle that she should not have gotten. According to generations and dispensations, she should not have gotten that miracle. But thank God, our God is bigger than generations and dispensations. He has no problem crossing timelines. He has no problem crossing generational lines. He has no problem crossing dispensational lines, especially to meet the needs of those that have faith. Amen. So. He told them to do what the law said. The law says, go show yourself to the priest. Actually, I studied that, uh, not last week, but the week before, going through the book of Leviticus. It talks about how you go to the priest. You take a, a, a bird offering, two turtle doves. You go, the priest examines you. He does certain things. He prays certain prayers. He offers certain sacrifices. And after that, he examines you again. And if there's no issue or no uh, uh, infection or no leprosy in your body, he declares you clean. Now, notice what happened. That is his, Jesus' direction of what to do. Now they've, they've believed in their heart. They've confessed with their mouth. Now they know what to do. You say, why did they go show themselves to the priest? Because Jesus said. Why did never leper go do that? Because Jesus hadn't said to every leper. He only said to the ten that had faith. When he said to the ten that had faith, they had instruction from Almighty God on how to be made whole. Now notice what it said. Go show yourselves to the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. So obviously, as long as they stood around, nothing was happening. They might have stood around for 10 seconds and took off. What if they stood around half the day? Talking about, what do you think we ought to go? I don't know. He said, go show yourself to the priest. I don't know. You think that'll work? I don't know. I believe immediately they took off. I believe them. But if they didn't, it doesn't matter. You say, why? Whenever they got going, they started getting cleansed. Amen. Now, could you imagine what that must have been like? Leprosy. Most, most people in that, mid, uh, 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 in that Middle East area, most people are very olive-complected. Uh, there's beautiful olive-complected skin. Leprosy. I don't know if you've ever seen leprosy. I have. Leprosy. The best way I can describe it, it looks like somebody takes two handfuls of ashes and rub it, rubs it on. Your hands look like they have ashes on it. Your face looks like, your skin is so dry, I've never seen, I mean, I mean it's just one of the ugliest things you've ever seen in your life. It dries up, then what it does, it's literally an outward cancer is what it is. It dries up and then it eats up. It eats off the appendages. It'll start eating off fingers. You'll see people with leprosy many times. They'll only have half an ear. Or they'll have big chunks, their cheeks, where your, where your skin is most tender many times is where the leprosy will get in. It'll eat out from under your cheekbones. It'll eat off, off your cheeks. It'll eat out from your neck. All around pieces of, of your skin will just fall off, fall out, eaten up by this leprosy. It's very disfiguring. It disfigures people. So obviously, as they begin to go, they begin to notice one another that they were no longer that ashen look that's unique to leprosy. They were no longer manifesting. You don't look like you have ashes on you anymore. They could tell as they went, they were cleansed. 
there was an obvious manifestation of healing taking place. Because the Bible says, now notice this. It says, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Look at the little word saw. Everybody say saw. That is a physical sense. So obviously healing was taking place to the point that the physical senses could contact it. You could see. You could see that their skin was being restored. You could see that something was happening. And it happened so dramatically that to one guy, it shook him to the point that he no longer obeyed the command of Jesus and turned around and took off running back to Jesus. Are you with me? Now let's look at that just a minute. One of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, everybody say a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Because Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, Jesus did that because that's what the law said. But remember, Jesus was weaving his way back and forth, back and forth across dispensational lines. He was completing one dispensation so that he might introduce another. Remember the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery? Well, if we would have adhered to Levitical law, we would have stoned her. But what did Jesus say? No, I'm not going to stone you. I'm going to tell these guys here, you that was out with, that's without sin, you can cast the first stone. And all of them got up and left. He crossed a dispensational line and forgave somebody of sin without the sacrifice of a lamb. Are you with me? What was he doing? He was stepping across a dispensational line. When he, when he touched the woman, the Syrophoenician woman, he stepped across a dispensational line and delivered her daughter from a devil. So he's weaving his way back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, I believe that as we draw close to the rapture of the church, we will weave our way back and forth, back and forth, back and forth into the power of the millennial reign. You say, now come on, do you really believe that? I believe that because the word talks about in Hebrews chapter 6, those that taste of the powers of the world to come. Mm, we better not get into that. It might, it might wake you up too much. One of them, when he saw he was healed, everybody say healed, turned back and with a loud voice began to glorify God. Fell down on his face at his feet, giving him or giving Jesus thanks. He was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, where are the nine? There are not found that return to give God, to give glory to God, save this stranger. Now, this brings us to a unique principle in faith. Serving God for what he can do or serving God for who he is. If you serve God only for what he can do, what he can do in your life will be very limited because you will only come to God when you need something. But if you serve God for who he is, now let me say this. This, this might help you this morning. We get our faith so out there for things. We believe God. Now, many times when it comes to, to people, our loved ones, our family. Man, we've done, Lee and I have done it. We've got in faith for our family. People that don't believe like we do. But you got to understand something, folks. You can only carry people so far with your faith. Work on your own faith. Work on your own 
your own functional faith in your life that will operate. Thank God we can pray for our loved ones. Thank God we can pray for our children. We can carry our children. The furthest, the people we can carry the furthest are our children. After that, those that are blood relatives. We can carry friends a little bit, but here's the thing. You can only carry them so far. Don't let what somebody, don't let what somebody does not receive in your family or life deter you from serving God. Because you cannot judge God on others' ability to receive from Him or on your own ability to receive from Him. You say, what do you mean? Well, if so-and-so doesn't get healed, well, I, that, that's it for me. Listen, you don't put that on God. Well, if so-and-so doesn't get saved, well, I don't believe. Listen, don't ever put that on God. You serve God personally as an individual, and then you be a laborer to your loved ones. You be a laborer to your friends. You be a laborer to your family. You want somebody to get healed? Get them the word. Get them the word. He sent his word. It fell on Israel and it healed them under a lesser covenant. Now we got a better covenant based on better promises. Just thought I'd throw that in. Jesus answered and said, well, they're not 10 cleanse. Do you serve God based only on what he can do? So many people find a place of great spirituality in the crisis of life. Now, there's nothing wrong with that unless once the crisis is over, your spirituality begins to wane or you begin to pull back. That's why the way God does things, which is very unique, he doesn't deliver you back to the place you were. We've said this many times. This will help you if you'll understand this. Think of the day when you did not have the problem. Say, say, you're, say you're fighting a disease in your body. Say the enemy has attacked you with arthritis. And so you can remember back six months ago when there was no arthritic pain in your body. So you're believing God and you're standing in faith. And so you're believing God. Here you are in faith over here, believing God. So you're believing God to deliver you back to that place. You think about six months ago. I remember what it was like not to have this pain in my hands. I remember what it was like not to have this pain in my knees. So I want to go back to the place where I was. But God will not take you back to the place you are. He wants to take you to another place. He wants to take you over here because where you were over here, you were vulnerable to arthritis. That's why it got on your body. You were vulnerable to it. But God wants to deliver you over to a place where you're no longer vulnerable to it. So that means in the process of receiving from God, you not only get healed of arthritis, but you outgrow arthritis so it no longer has the ability to ever get into your life again. Some people, that's all they want. Well, Lord, just deliver me back to the place I was. God doesn't do that because he knows if I put them back where they were, they'll just get it again. And then again after that. And again after that. Don't serve God for what he can do. Serve God for who he is. Here's nine guys. They're taking off. I mean, here's ten guys. God gives them a word. Jesus gives them a word. Go. Show yourself to the priest. Here they go. They start going. And as they go, they are cleansed. Everybody say cleansed. And they're healed. Everybody say healed. So the miracle is working. It's working. But one of them was more impressed with what Jesus could do, excuse me, was more impressed with who Jesus was than with what Jesus could do. Always be more impressed with who God is and who Jesus is than you are impressed with what he does. You say, why? Because what he does is limited to the dimension in which we live in, but God is bigger than that. 
So here comes this one guy back. I've always been fascinated about this guy. There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. He said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now everybody say whole. Now notice the three words in this story. There's the word cleansed. There's the word healed. And there's the word whole. There's the word cleansed. There's the word healed. There's the word whole. So many people that serve God are only satisfied with being cleansed. So many people that serve God are only satisfied with being cleansed and healed. But God's will for your life is not just to be cleansed and healed, but to be made whole. Now that word in the Greek literally means, we've said it before, you can go study it yourself. It means all the assembly of parts put back together the way it was before Adam fell in the garden. Now here's your testimony. If we could get into the, uh, the time machine. There was a time machine. So we all go back, the, the, the early morning uh, crowd from Island Church, we get into our time machine and we go back into this area, into this village. We find nine men, nine men, everybody say nine men. We find nine men that upon approaching them, we can tell, we can tell, we can tell they used to have a problem. You say, what do you mean you could tell? They have scars. Maybe they have fingers. We say, were you a soldier? Were you involved in a battle? Were you wounded in an industrial accident? Maybe an animal attacked you? What happened to you? They would tell the testimony. No, 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 no. Nothing, none of that happened. I had a leprosy. And one day, while I was suffering under this disease of leprosy, Jesus came and healed me. And so we'd all say, praise God. We'd all rejoice with them that they could be healed. But his, this is what you would have to determine. Whether you said it or not, in your mind you would think it, I can tell you used to have leprosy. Your body bears the scars of leprosy. Now, you would find nine men that you could tell. They were the nine that were cleansed and healed but bore the scars of what they bore. Are you with me? But then one guy, here we'd run into one guy, maybe we were talking to him, and we'd say, yeah, and he'd, you mean you were with the 10? Yeah, I was with the 10. Well, you don't have any scars. You have all your fingers. There's no flesh eating up out, out from under your cheeks. Your ears, you got your, yeah, yeah, because I was not just cleansed. I was not just healed, I was made whole. Not only did I receive a healing, but I also received a miracle. Amen. He not just cleansed me, he not just healed me, he made me whole. Now here's the key. So you could never tell I used to be. See, God wants you so completely touched by his love and his power and his ability that when people look at your life, they cannot tell you used to be. That it would shock people to know your past. It would shock people to know that person used to be this way. That person used to be that way. This person used to have this in their life. That, well, I can't even 
tell. There's no indication. There's no scars on their life. There's no scars when I talk to them. There's no scars when I interact with them. I can't tell. There's no indication whatsoever that they ever had that kind of problem. That's a sign Jesus has made you whole. And you don't get made whole serving God for just what he can do. You get made whole by serving God for who he is. You get up every morning. You leave God's business in God's hands. You do what you know to do. You pray. You study the word. You come to church. You tithe and offer. You go to the tent ministry. You work with the children. You find something to do in the body of Christ. You live your life serving the one that you love. And in doing, you recognize who he is every day. He's the one that puts breath in your lungs. He's the one that gave you lungs in the first place. He's the one that allows your feet to walk one in front of the other on the earth. He's the one that blesses you. He's the one that takes care of you. He's the one that gives you joy and peace. He's the one that gave you salvation. He's the one that filled you with the Holy Ghost. He's the one that has done all this stuff for you. And besides all this stuff, he's so much bigger than that. He's the creator of all that is and was and ever be, will ever be. He is the God of love and truth and peace and joy and happiness. And you begin to live life like that toward him and he makes you whole so that you become a living testimony to the community that you live in of the ability of God to make people whole. And when people that used to know you before you, before you were made whole, when they meet you again and talk to you, they don't recognize you. And you can tell them, nope, I'm not the same person I used to be. You know, religion can't do that. I said religion can't do that. Adhering to a code of do's and don'ts, you know, don't cut your hair, don't wear wings, don't wear makeup, don't wear jewelry, don't do, that won't do that. People can tell. One thing about spiritual things, you don't fool people. Amen? When it comes to spiritual things, people know what's real and people know what's not. And when they see a person that used to be, see, we've got too many exes in them. Well, I'm an ex-drug addict. I'm an ex. God, you're not an ex-drug addict. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not an ex-alcoholic. No, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're not an ex any. You're, let, let me just say this. You're not a cancer survivor. You're a cancer overcomer. You didn't survive anything. You overcame it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. See, when you begin to see things God's way, begin to say things God's way, then you get God's result. Thank God for the one. He had a, I, I preached a message on this one time. He had a different thirst. What is your thirst for? Serve God for two reasons, burning house or burning heart. You may start out with a burning house. You say, what is a burning house? A problem in your life, a sickness, a disease, a financial problem, a problem in your marriage, a problem in your mind. There's a burning house going on. But then all of a sudden, once you begin to meet Jesus, once you begin to know him and you begin to know the Father, the burning house goes to the burning heart. Now your heart's on fire for the Lord. You want him more and more. You want to be around him. You want to pray. You want to read your Bible. You want to be around God's people. You say, why? Because now your heart is burning because you love God so much. Amen? Did you receive something this morning? Isn't God good? See all of our different principles in these stories? They said, they acted on, they stood, one returned, began to worship God. And he was made whole. Amen. Praise God. Stand on your feet this morning. Father, we worship you. We thank you so much for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your kindness toward us. We rejoice in the reality that faith taps into the provision that you've supplied for us through redemption.
We're so happy. We're so joyful. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.